0: Two guys who know that Delta 8 is not a flight number. Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy, ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 366. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing and stuttering host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and effervescent, I like that word these days, uh, best, best buddy, co host, Jeff the Riz Riz.
1: It is good to be with you Chris. We got we got fun things to talk about for a winless team. There there's so much more positivity around this team than there is some other teams in the league that we won't mention at this point <laughs> that it 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 makes me grateful that we are where we are.
0: It, it is you know that's really funny that you put it that way but absolutely. I w- I don't mind having no victories compared to some of the huge losses the teams have had um we're not going to go into too much of that that's just no that we're is not. what it but, is
1: but other teams are taking L's off the field that the lions are not and that should make us all very happy yeah, yeah
0: absolutely <laughs> all right we're gonna talk a little bit we're gonna talk a good deal about the vikings game because there's a lot to cover there and not just you know a retrospective but prospectively as well we'll talk about injuries and um i'm gonna remind it. You, you forgot about the countdown didn't you You people, all of you, we talked about it. You were so mad and now you forgot about it. I'm gonna remind you because it's our first home game. We're gonna talk about St. Jude. We got that going off. We got the offense. Why the heck is the offense sputtering? Riz has got a good coverage piece on that. We got that, a whole lot more. And a yummy lime that Riz is gonna eat. Great show lined up. Riz, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, Riz, I got to get right into it. What's the deal with the lime here? What's going on? You don't have to do your thing now. I just want to know some detail. Maybe we could build it up a little.
1: All right, so uh, one savvy person, Chad, in the uh, podcast Slack channel. Um, Check that out on on your Patreon. You get in it for just dollar a month, and it's worth it because you will catch me (laughs) making draft bets that make me eat limes. Um, Many, many months ago, um, well before the draft, I said that if... The Bengals did not take Panay Sewell at the number five overall pick. I would eat a lime while we're doing the podcast. Guess what? They took J Chase. <laughs> we got Panay Sewell, and because of that, I'm going to eat this lime here um, that I got today at, at Meyer. Um, and I'm attempting to peel it, and I don't have a fingernail, and that's that's kind of a problem. No, no, <laughs> not, no, no. My... Well,
0: you, can, you can spend time doing the can, show can peeling. Can you bring me a knife
1: to peel this with? <laughs> thank you. My daughter's going to assist here. Oh, thank you. She's the best. Because I I, ha- I have no fingernails on my my volleyball fingers are not good. Yeah. 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 No yeah. Best. Yeah. So uh, so we'll we'll, we'll just, I'll just eat this as, as we go along. Um uh. thank you. All right. You wanna say hi?
0: Thanks, lady. Hi. Hi. Right. There you go. There you go. All right. All right. He's like, going to work on the knife. Myself. We're going to talk about the Vikings.
1: Yeah, yeah, please do.
0: I want I just had to really quick say, I, I'm sorry about the game day drinks, guys. I have literally just not had time. I planned to actually shoot two or three of the drink creation spectaculars this last weekend. And my air conditioning drain tube on the upper floor backed up. And I actually had oh. water leaking into the root, the ceiling of the laundry room. It was bad. It was bad, bad, bad. So my whole Saturday was spent fixing that and weren't wondering if i'm gonna have to do a homeowner's claim we we have too many floods
1: man yeah Uh, yeah my basement is finally complete i'm very happy about that Uh, (laughs) but it it, it took a long time and a lot of money um but i'm grateful and thanks to everybody who uh who helped out with that that you know those kind words and everything was was important because it was a rough time yeah so i i understand what you're going through and it is not fun to have water in your house where it is supposed to be
0: (laughs) yeah i was so i'll just give a a, a heads up really quick i was going to do a drink this last week called the queen's park swizzle because they're sometimes called the White Queens. We were playing at U.S. I'm sorry. Uspank Stadium. And uh, we had Swaggy oh, and Swifty. A little <laughs> bit of swizzle going on. Um, Uspank. <laughs> let me just really quick. I have a, a shot of one right here that I did so you can see. It's a sweet drink. It looks so awesome. And it is absolutely delectable. I made one for the practice thing. I'm oh, head out of here. Nice. Come on, Very nice. Come on, come on. I can. Focus. I,
1: I can. Yeah, yeah there it's in, in focus. Right, right. Oh my gosh, oh, such that
0: looks a, nice. Such. A, it's like it's like a. And I hate to sound like this way, but it's a. It's like a high class mojito. It's really, really, Ooh. really good. So I'll get to that. I'm heading to Vegas next week. It's going to be kind of tough. Maybe I'll interview a bartender and have him make me one. We'll see how it goes. Um, Are you ready for the,
1: the reader's job by chance?
0: <laughs> I cannot confirm nor deny.
1: Um, <laughs> Nor can Adam Schefter
0: apparently. I'm going to review the game against the Vikings right now. First off, oh I want re- cool. it's really
1: freaking hard to peel a line. Let me just say that. Yeah, usually, you just slice them. In,
0: in like, yeah, uh, yeah. I might, I might wind up doing that. All right. Okay. All
1: right. All right. I'm, trying, I'm trying very hard not to cut myself because I have a bad habit of cutting myself.
0: Um, the Viking or last week, we said that the the Lions needed to bounce back okay, against the Vikings. That uh, Chicago game. Um, was just devastating, was absolutely devastating, and it was a that was massive step was as bad as backwards. they could play. Yeah, it was a massive step backward. And we needed the team to bounce back, and we even said it didn't have to be a win. I would say that this team absolutely bounced back this last week. Uh, just a play away. Just a yeah. play away from a win. We've had that a couple times. This team, uh, when I talked to Herman this week, he he mentioned it. We've been really, really close to winning against a number of very, very... Good teams along the way, um, right there. It was yeah. it was right
1: there for the taking. Last play of the game for the second time in three weeks. Yeah, same score. Um, yeah, same score, same situation.
0: Ah, uh, mm. yeah. We'll talk about Rusting. that a little bit, but what got yeah. us there? Herman was was great in his analysis. If you guys haven't seen lionsnationunite.com, go there, check it out. There's an app. Herman Moore started it. It's a fan based place. We're one of the uh, the verified contributors. Uh, it's a great, great place with some really, really cool content. And Herman does more after the game his video uh, weekly. And this week, I was on more after the game with him, and he did a telestrator job on that last play, that 19 yard play that set up that field goal. And it really, you know, and 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 I was in I was in the mindset I hadn't had a rewatch yet. As I said, time is really at a premium. But he brought it up, and he 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 laid it out, and we kept saying and hearing. Prevent, you can't play prevent. And I'm like, oh, prevent works a lot of times in, that, in, that, in that, that situation. Why is it that it continually isn't working for us? What's going on? He did it. And TJ Lang later on Twitter, if you watch it, look at his Twitter. He did a breakdown of it as well. Um, they don't say the name. They're kinder, gentler people. Uh, Dean Marlowe played the high center of the field and covered the spot exactly where the ball was caught. Well, actually, he didn't cover the spot where the ball. He bit on the shorter route. He bit on it he hard. He
1: he sucked up about 12 yards yep. further ahead than he needed to be.
0: Yep. And instead of actually playing the prevent and preventing them from getting that yardage, he left that open for the catch. Had he played his position, and I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not dogging on him, right? But had he played his position, they don't get that yardage, and we have a different kind of look at what that, at the end of that game is like. Yeah, really cause, interesting. Cause that that, that, that is the
1: out. edge of Greg Joseph's range. Yeah. And if they don't if they don't get that to within fifty-six, because he had made a fifty-five yarder earlier in the game. Before that, his previous career high was fifty fifty-two. So and he missed from forty nine. He was short at that goal. Yeah. So I don't I don't think they try it if uh if they don't get that exact amount of yardage. So that, that's that's frustrating.
0: Yeah. So it's not the prevent defense. It's the guys who are playing the the uh, the uh, the positions. It's communication. It's a lot of young guys working together, trying to figure out how to do this. We saw the same thing in the Baltimore game. We had a guy, and I can't remember who it was, a young guy, blow his his job. Uh, he was playing uh, man instead that was, of zone. that was Bobby Price. Thank you, Bobby Price, uh, yep. making a young guy mistake. Um, it's just that one thing, one play, one guy that is that that's 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 kind of in the way of um, success in these, in these roles. Um, the, the team is close. And I, I just want to tell you the team is close with a roster that no, that I mean, what bottom two,
1: it is insane. Are, are how many, how little talent there is relative to the teams that they're playing. You look at, at Minnesota, their number four wide receivers are number one. You know, they, they've got, they bring in. Now we do have good running back depth, but they lose Dalvin Cook. They bring in Alexander Madison, and look what he did. You know their their depth on defense was was much better than what we we're showing. And you know, we're playing young guys on defense purposely, and we're going to take some lumps with that. But I I also thought that some of the guys played played well. Yeah, and we'll yeah. talk about one of them in particular who I thought had a very good game. But we, I mean, you don't have Romeo Okwara. He's your top pass rusher. You know, you don't have your left tackle. You don't have your center who's going to be out now for the rest of the year. Number one corner. You, Number one corner and the number one corner's replacement, um, it, it, it's rough, man. The the, the lions are, are they're not the only team that has injury problems. So don't don't misconstrue that. But when you're limited in talent, you can't afford to lose talented players, and that's where that's where the, the injuries have really hit this team. So Absolutely. that yeah, the fact that they're staying close to me that says a lot about the how well Dan Campbell can manage the talent that he has. Exactly. And also how well, how hard he gets these teams to play, his, the players to play for him.
0: Yeah, I kind of said at the in the post-game show, um, these guys are playing above their pay grade. And I'm not talking about contract money and, and where they are. They're playing above the level that their talent is rated at in the NFL. Dan Campbell, <laughs> Antoine randall uh Deuce Daly, uh Anthony Glenn. I mean, these guys are all getting more out of the team and the players than anybody would have expected, and so this this bodes well for this team over the long haul. Uh, a couple things out of the chat, really quick. Aren't mojitos already kind of high end or high class? Well, yeah, but yeah, but you you haven't had the Queens Park Swizzle yet, and uh, invented in Trinidad. <laughs> it's actually a really. It's it, I've had you know you've had mojitos. That one is like elevated. I, I just don't know how else to explain it. It's really something. You know, you almost drink it with your pinky up if you didn't have a straw. You could still probably do that. Also, uh, why is Jeff eating the lime? Well, um, <laughs> Jeff made a bet in the Slack that if the Bengals didn't have didn't take Penny Sewell in the at, number run, five. at number five, that they would. What would what would happen?
1: Um, I would eat a lime while we're doing the podcast. There you go. And so here you see. And I am a man of my word. Um, I made that bet in May or March, like like it was seven weeks before the draft. And I had just done a Bengals related podcast that day, in fact. And the host was so, so sure they were taking Panay Sewell. He's like, Look, they're gonna talk up Jamar Chase. And and that's that's a smoke They really want Sewell. They want they want Uvin, They they know they have their left tackle in Jonah Williams, they want their right tackle in Panay Sewell, they think he's perfect for it. That's gonna be the pick. So, thanks to you, dude. Thanks. <laughs> you know who you are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Skeletosi drinks water with his pinky out. As you know, as any says, wise person. It's really hard to swallow the middle
1: lime. It, like doesn't chew up. Like where the yeah. rind attaches in the middle.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's good for the soul. All right. Um. So Herman T J both broke down the film the same way on that. That one stuck. Uh, Risden will be scurvy three free for the next sailing of uh, the board this yacht. So we're good. Um. Let's talk about a bright spot in the uh, in the secondary and amongst the the young talent we have. You guys, and if you haven't seen them, I urge you go back and see our Jerry Jacobs interviews. Yes. Go see those. Jerry Jacobs has been, Adam Thielen, two receptions. Two receptions. One was on the prevent play where we know that we had a safety that was out of position that helped, uh, helped that one not work out to plan. Effectively, Jerry Jacobs held Adam Thielen to one reception all day. If you don't think that you're talking about a lockdown corner Doing that to Adam Thielen as a rookie, as an undrafted free agent rookie. That is absolutely insane to me. He, this, it was great. we love Jerry. We love Jerry, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's given us so much again, watch those interviews. He gives so much of himself and is so open about what's going on. His story is incredible, but wow. Has this guy blossomed. It
1: was, excuse me. I put a little salt in there um, to make it a little bit more, uh, Real life simulation for me. You should put no, some rum Because that's normally what I have with with the lime. Mm-hmm. I have I have salt, and then tequila. I don't have tequila. I have water tonight.
0: But a little spice rum um, would really make that good.
1: Yeah, it would. <laughs> um, one of the things that that, I, that stood out to me as as we're talking about Jerry, the fact that they chose to pick on Amani O'Ruwarie rather than Jerry, it was a very conscious decision by Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. and Mike Zimmer and their offense. That's fascinating to me because we expect Amandi Oruwari to be the number one cornerback on this team with, with all the injuries that they have. And this is the second team that has chosen to pick on him rather than either Jerry last week or the week before that it was Bobby. Now they did pick on Bobby Price as well, but they're focusing the energy away from the young guys on the more proven guy that apparently they know that they can beat. And by the way, it's working um, by and large for them. Amani has not played well. This is not a guy that I'm interested in keeping beyond this year. He's just not it's not there, man. <laughs> he's he's
0: you may he's, be forced to though, Riz, based on the loss of Jeff Okuda. You may be forced because maybe I mean think um, about he, how deep he does in the have, chart you got to get to Jerry.
1: Yeah. I mean and and they they signed a guy yesterday, um, Tuesday off the Steelers uh practice squad and his name is escaping me. I know that he, he played at Duke. I can see him. He wore number 17. Um, he is he's Darrell Reeves's first cousin. Good, good ball hawk. Um, this is a guy, though, that missed two years of college football with a broken hip that required some massive surgery. Uh, he's played four college football games and four preseason games since 2017. So you're not looking at a guy that is like, this is a hopeful long shot. Now he was great um, in his first year and a half in in college at Duke, but I mean that's so you, you, you're drawing the straws here, man. They had Shakur Brown in from from uh, from Michigan State. That was a guy that I didn't have a draftable grade on. Um he's a Detroit guy. He might sign soon, maybe, possibly. Say no more. Um, but they're they're hurting at cornerback, man. Yeah. But so so Jerry stepping up and playing well though. Like And he's legitimately playing well. It's not just us, you know, blow and smoke. Like, I haven't looked at his PFF grade. I didn't do the PFF grades for, for Blinds Wire this week. I don't remember exactly, but it was good. Good. He did well uh, on PFF ratings. He should, um, because one of the things that I like to see is, does he stay in phase on the receiver at different levels? And I, from what I saw, I, I did do a film review. Uh, I didn't get a chance to write it up. Unfortunately, this has been a busy week for me, too. But I, uh, I liked what I saw. Be- that there was one play... Where he spun to the inside and Thielen went with the outside, Cousins didn't look there, but he he did get beat on that. But but again, if it's not exploited, then then you're okay. I, I thought he played pretty darn well. He looks like a guy who has a future playing for a while in the NFL as an outside corner, yeah. and that that makes me very happy because as you said, when we got a chance to interview him, the the the, the positive energy and the enthusiasm and the the gratitude for being given the chance, you can't help but root for the guy. And and so far, he's outplaying a guy who was drafted in the fifth round a couple of years ago
0: and who started a lot of games in the NFL. That's right. And I'll tell you what else I'm seeing with with Jerry. And this this puts all the, the love and the, the, the personal comment, all that stuff aside, right? This goes exactly to what I talked about last week. Someone, I forget who, and I apologize. I would call you out, but not in a bad way um said hey great spin on that loss chris but no no no. this is exactly the thing that i talk about with this team and the opportunity for the comparative advantage that we have this year this is a chance to see these young guys play in a way that we otherwise wouldn't jerry wound up he was at the back of the 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 depth chart he never would have seen the field likely without all these injuries and i'm not saying these injuries are great But suddenly we found a guy that we can probably sign for a pretty inexpensive price for a pretty good long time who looks like he could be a number two, maybe even grow into a number one corner here. This is a guy with a ton of talent that we never ever would have seen, who maybe never ever would have had a chance in the NFL. And these kind of diamonds that we're gonna find by unfortunately having to cycle through the roster and go through these young guys like this is huge for this team. It's huge for the longevity of how we find it. these positions. I it's huge it. for our salary cap. It's a, it's it's an advantage that other teams don't have. Again, everybody can draft, and that's based on how good, how well you draft. There's some of the same kind of lottery pick stuff to it, as well as the science to it. There, everybody has free agency. How much free you know cap do you have? Well, oh, we're working that this year. We may win that cap game a bit this year going out, but then it's the the, the, the development of players, and we've got an opportunity to develop guys to find those diamonds that never. Ever would have popped into our face so I'm, I'm I'm really you know and of course it's Jerry and I remember when we were first talking about it we we're like hey we've got Jerry and I'm like look this is a good story this is a guy who's who got a great personal story and it, I mean let, I, I, I talked to him and I said he's willing to kind of do like a hard knocks with us throughout the season and, and no matter if he winds up in the practice squad if he winds up on the team if he winds up somewhere else we can kind of follow him and tell this story that gets untold in the NFL here we are, week five of the season. He's, he's, he's starting, starting right. We and, and you, you when we were talking about, you're like, yeah, man, he's jacked at, at training camp. You're like, he, this guy is jacked. He's he looks good. He's quick. He's got good hips. You were you were laying out. The guy is mm-hmm. is he's got some talent. And it's like, okay, let's do it. Let's sign on with him. Let's do this thing. And and in worst case, we've got a really interesting story that never gets told in the NFL, or right. we've got what we wound up with today it's like holy cow this is this is awesome for him to celebrate together when he made the 53 i won't forget i choked up a little i was so excited for him man it was he's such a great guy i was honestly i was even
1: happier the next day because he struck me as a guy who would make the initial 53 and then they'd make a waiver claim or two and he'd get pushed off right right and that that is a devastating blow for guys uh, I, I have seen. I have know personally one person who was who had that happen to him. He wound up never playing in the NFL. He he wound up being on the practice squad for a couple of years. and he retired yep. because he got he got tired of it. Wanted to move on with his life. That was a devastating experience to him. That was that was like having having a a, a friend die is how he described it. Mm. Because it's like everybody is calling and congratulating him for making it because he wasn't expected to make it either. Right, and then. 24 hours later, well, sorry, dude, you're cut. Um, oh. we, we like this guy at his exact position better. That, that That's rough, man. So I did not want to have that happen for Jerry. So when he made it through that, then I was really happy for him because yeah. uh, it, it was tough to get to that point. But he, he he's proving he belongs. Look, one of the things with Jerry, he's bounced around a lot. And he explained why. But the fact that this staff believes in him you you could tell from the first time we talked to him like he he understands the, and and you can see it in practices too the the faith that the players have in this coaching staff and and the the former players on it is something that you don't see in other places um, and, and again I, I've been to a lot of different teams training camps and and it's different when you have those players. It was very different from the Matt Patricia time. Very different from the the Freddie Kitchens time in Cleveland. Very different from the Hugh Jackson time, and they did have a lot of former players on that. Uh, very different from the experiences under Lovey Smith in, in Chicago when I used to go to their camps, and uh, and uh, uh, who was the coach in Indianapolis? Uh, Pagano when I went down there. Um, it, you know, there's there's just a different vibe to it, and the players you can tell the players feed off that and it it, i like that and that's one of the reasons why i'm still very optimistic about the dan campbell experience even though it's off to an 0 and five start because you see how the players buy in and that doesn't happen everywhere that doesn't happen on teams that have better records than the lions right now there there are teams that are out there that are floundering with their coaches um a couple of them happen to be uh of the matt patricia ilk where they're you know, descended from the Bill Belichick tree, and uh, you get hit with a lot of branches falling off that one.
0: Well, and the, the thing about guys like that are it no wouldn't matter what tree they fell out of, and how many times they hit the ugly branches. Um, the thing about that is that those guys are the smartest guys in the room. And when you're yes. the smartest guy in the room, you don't adjust. You keep doubling down on bad or what's not working, and it gets worse. That's how this roster got here from when we left Jim Caldwell. I will still say today, and um, the 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 well, I won't even go into it. I will still say today that moving on from uh, Jim Caldwell was the right thing to do. For, for, and, and, and retrospectively, just because of his health issue retirement, right? I mean, you yeah. have to proactively have somebody there to do that. We'd have been in a crap position if we, he'd have stuck around. That aside, we saw the best we were going to get out of him. We were the best team we were going to be. We had a lot of talent. It was time to move on. What was the right decision? Consensus across the NFL was the Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia experience consensus. Uh, Matt Patricia, there was other, you know, there was a split. There was a lot of people that wanted um, Mike um, Rabel, right thank you. And um, he got signed off elsewhere faster. Was it because we didn't even try, pursue? Was it who knows why? But Mike Rabel wound up somewhere else. But otherwise, Matt, P- Matt Patricia was the consensus guy. It didn't work. It didn't, no, it didn't work. work. You hire bad people sometimes. I've seen it. Um... I've done it i've had to fire i've had to fire people because i hired the wrong person for the job um and it was, I would say it was both on, on both of us as to why it was the wrong person but everything on day one is love hugs and kisses everybody loves it uh-huh. right but sometimes it doesn't work it doesn't work and that's what we had unfortunately this not only didn't work this was almost an act of sabotage as a result and now this is what we're trying to, we're back at you know effectively uh, this is not the oh and 16 year of 1998 We're beyond that. Last year was the 0-16 year. This roster isn't that good, but we have a coaching staff, much like we had with Schwartz, who can pull a team together who will get victories out of that team. I still believe 100% we're going to see two, three, maybe four victories still this year out of this team. I don't know about that, Chris. We'll we'll talk, we'll talk. (laughs) We will see... This team, this is not going to be an O for season. Um, we've been way too close oh, There's way too that. many good teams. And the fact that we were that close against the, the Vikings, you know who actually the real losers were? If you if you take away the, the the column that matters, the real losers were the Vikings. Their fans, the people around them, the analysts are like, What in the hell? How did yes. you do yes. so <laughs> bad against the Detroit Lions? How did you they, you know, they don't necessarily How did you press. need a
1: game winning field goal
0: against that exactly and there's two (laughs) reasons it's one the coaching of the the staff it's two three reasons two the finding of these diamonds like jerry and and three you know it's it's the vikings they're not they're not that great we will find more teams like that we will beat more teams like that i feel i really honestly believe with the, the roster we fielded last week we would beat the vikings and the bears at home I, I really believe that that's the case. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. So there's two um, of our four, right? You will surprise There's, there's a else. couple of decisions <laughs> that need
1: to be made um, uh, on on Campbell, and we're going to talk about the the offense here a bit. But yeah, there, yes. the potential is there. This is not this is not a winless team. I, I would be flabbergasted if they go winless. I I might not go more than two and fifteen. I think that's probably where I'm at right now. But uh, just based on the talent. Now, maybe that'll change when we get we we will get Taylor Decker back soon. We will maybe, maybe get Tyrell Williams back, probably, hopefully, but I don't know, man. That
0: Missing six weeks will.
1: after a concussion, uh, dude, that's not good. That, at, at this point, you need to stop worrying about Tyrell Williams, the wide receiver, and start worrying about Tyrell Williams, the human being who has to function in life after his football career is over.
0: Yeah, if you um, want to get and, scared about head injuries or um, – uh dementia go watch that episode of black mirror where the kid it, there's a, there's an episode i forget what it's called the kid he winds up signing up to be in a video game beta and uh i'll just i'll leave it at that black mirror is a great show but that is just a terrifying episode for me boy nothing worse than than losing you know your your faculties your mental oh, faculties it, it's terrible um and I, he's know. a guy I, I as much as i wanted to see him and want to see him help this team i'm my vote is let's let the guy take an injury settlement and and, and kind of walk away from the game that, and stay. And that might be the best can. thing for him. Yeah, and yeah.
1: and that way, um, unfortunately, Quintus Cephas going down really hurts Ooh. because he was he was playing well. You could see the developmental arc uh, ascending nicely for him. Yep. And unfortunately, that has has been uh, taken away for six to eight weeks. Um, I have broken my collarbone in the past. Uh, it is a without surgery. I was at almost as good as new in six weeks, but I was not playing a contact sport. However, I was playing a sport at the time. Volleyball, it requires you a lot to you a lot of this and flexing your shoulder and going through and hitting the ball and thrusting forward. Um, and it took me about eight weeks um, total before I had like the snap back in my shoulder. Yeah. So um, he could come back this year. Eight weeks from now is week 13. Yeah. Um, there's a buy in there. So they would have five or six games left. Uh, I, I hope he does come back. Now, if you need surgery, this, the, ironically when you have surgery on your collarbone, it takes longer to rehab because they have to tear the muscle to, to do the, the thing, and it takes longer for the muscle to get back that way. Yep. So if he has surgery for it, that's something to pay attention to. That that would end his season, yep. if he has surgery. If he doesn't need it, then that, that's all the better. Yep.
0: Really quick want to say, or uh, was it? I don't miss fielding nine players on the field multiple times under Caldwell and other basic game management gods. You know, I, I,
1: I think people do forget about that yeah. at the
0: end. Like, people
1: romanticize Jim Caldwell a little bit. I'm like, remember 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 on this show i defended him one time and people like came at me with yeah, with yeah. beyond pitchforks man like how could he even, he can't keep 11 guys. they had that and the the prevent defense where ziggy also played nowhere on the hail mary yep, yep. um that was uh those those were damning for jim caldwell Yep.
0: um let's see a really quick uh, we'll get into the Dan Campbell reaction. I want to get into that, but I want to talk first about uh, the St. Jude piece. Flounderish just hit us with a super chat. Thank you, Flounder. Remember, he's going to do a pie in his face for every $1,000 we raise for St. Jude. We're close to his second pie. Uh, we're $1,869.69. 69, <laughs> uh, $1, 1869 nice. and 69 cents. <laughs> Head on over to stjude.org. Uh, do your fully tax-deductible donation and uh, help us... Help Sick Kids. We're uh, trying to raise money. It's called Christmas for the Kids. It's a three-tiered event. Tier one is the pie in the face. Pies for kids. Um, go out, do a donation. Film yourself doing, taking a pie in the face. Put that pie in the face video on social media. Make sure you add us and get us in there as well to see it. We'll play it on the show. We'll show we'll show everybody. And also, make sure you challenge two others. Uh, we had somebody who, his challenge didn't show up on the actual video because they stopped videoing him, but Dean Blandino was one of the folks and Dean liked it. Looking at what's going on, I think we're going to see Dean Blandino taking a pie in the face for St. Yes. Jude <laughs> for us. I want to really quick hit you with that video because this is uh, a really, really good one. Uh, this is Greg who went to uh, draft the draft with you in Cleveland, Riz. All right, My man Greg. Here's Greg taking his share of what he promised from the post game show this week. Hey, what's up guys? This is Greg. Um so
1: from the post game um podcast on Sunday, um you guys probably heard that I said for every $50 donated that I would uh, allow my wife to hit me in the face with a pie. Um you guys were kind enough to donate almost
0: $400. So that's 1 watch out it, of 8. It. And uh here comes <laughs> That's an overhead smack. Out of 8. Um so I wanna thank everybody for your donations. We had uh almost two hundred. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's smacking him. Like for right, those of you dude. not watching, Greg is not a small human I being. Be my child <laughs> I gotta get out of this side.
0: Hi Greg. You don't have to know like that. Yeah, it's, she gets it's one okay, easier. it's totally fine. It's a fundraiser, <laughs> so well, The neighbors are concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. <laughs> That'll come out real easily. Here, just watch mold growing in there now. Oh. We got two more! We got two more, <laughs> two more to go. <laughs> 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 I can't <get> in <laughs> oh this man, so outfit. we got one last one. So again, thank you everybody for donating to St. Jude. Thank you Flounder for the uh, dollar for dollar match. <laughs> uh, save the best for Looks last. Like oh man. Good job, Jen. That's great. Yay. At least the whipped cream is delicious. So thank you everybody again for donating a seat, Jude. We appreciate it. There you go. There you go. He uh Love it, Greg. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Greg. That was awesome. He uh, donated uh, as a result he took a pie for every 50 bucks we raised in the post game show and had a, a bunch of willing helpers especially his wife to uh, help clear the clear, clear the pies across the space <laughs> um so yeah get in there saint slash dlp take a pie have some fun with it be creative and uh post it on social media we'll get up there make sure you challenge two more folks get that going it's a lot a lot of fun that's kind of the first step of this whole Saint Jude thing the second one on November 5th during the lions bye week when no one else has anything to talk about we're gonna do a 24-hour live stream we've got guests like you wouldn't believe like yes galore <laughs> like we've never had before okay we're already starting out we've got some well i'll talk about that part next but um for sure we're gonna you know we're gonna do wayne fonts and we've got something special lined up there i don't want to give that away yet but that's something really cool um we're gonna have uh, herman moore we're gonna have likely lomas brown we're gonna likely have jerry we're working with the NFLPA. We're working with the Lions organization. We've got commitments from both for more. I don't want to put names yeah, out there the, yet.
1: The Lions have been very receptive to everything that we've presented to them, which is awesome. Yep. Um, yep. Good on Eamon for uh, Eamon Riles, the uh, the Lions director of media relations, who's, yep. who's really good at his job, um, and he's being very helpful. So thank you to, to Eamon.
0: The thing, and this is one of the things I've said ever since we started this show. Everybody that I've met, doing this show i mean there's obviously trolls out there but the people that i've met and talked to and worked with to do the show are some of the highest class people i've met including in like fortune 70 companies right uh working in large companies these are some of the very very best people and one of the the best groups of human beings that i've ever met in my life and i want to just give straight credit the lions organization have you know, there may not be a lot of W's up in that column right now for that team, but the people behind the scenes are some of the most wonderful human beings. And uh, thanks to the Lions organization for helping along with that because it's uh, it's very, very meaningful yeah. and it helps us do something. I told him the story. My first, I was asked, what was your first Lions game? And I don't remember what game it was, but I I was really into you know the Lions on TV and Billy Sims and all that had started. But at 10 or 11 years old, um, the... Uh, uh, my 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 friend's dad was working for Lions Club International, and you know raising money for the blind. You would go there, you would work at the concession stand, the big boy stand, right at the Silver Dome, yep. and half the money went to the charity, and half the money went to to the the stadium. So we went out there, and and you worked, and if you worked the stadium and helped clean, work the concessions for two quarters, and help clean up after, you could grab a seat up in the nosebleeds and watch the game for two quarters. So here I was as a kid. Right for my first time seeing the Lions, I worked every home game after that first one that I did. I was like, I gotta do this. I'm, I love it. That's really where I got sealed as like a Lions fan, going to games. And it's one of those things where, it's I don't know why, but the Lions and that kind of charitable thing has always been kind of linked for me. And to see the organization be so so focused on is that is great. So make sure you join us November fir- November fifth at nine a.m. We start through. November 6th at 9 a.m., 24 hours. It's a telethon. We're raising money. Um, we're trying to get to $25,000. We'll have great incentives along the way. Riz, you agreed to this before the show. I want you to be the one to be able to announce what happens when we get to 25000 Because if this is not an incentive, my God, you people are, are heartless. I'll
1: even show it off. Um, oh. Oh. I will wear this, my daughter's tutu um and show some some hairy leg uh for for a little while on, on the show um and uh, i may or may not have anything on under it we'll see <laughs> who knows um family family show um saint jude's does like to keep it family so uh i will uh, i will probably wear a speedo or something under it but, uh, uh, yes yeah and uh, uh Tutu. S- yeah uh, and, and it, it's black and frilly and shiny and fun mm-hmm. Um and probably a little tight, um because my daughter is a normal sized human um and I am not.
0: <laughs> we we'd like a pirouette. I mean I'm not pushing it now, I know, but we, we really need a pirouette while while we're in there. Twenty five grand gets riz in uh, a tutu, guys.
1: This yeah, it'll is... <laughs> it'll be fun. We got a lot of the things. I mean I just I just ate a lime. By the way, limes sour at first, the longer they stay in your mouth they get really, really bitter. Acidic. Um and right. I, I I there's a lot of bitterness in my mouth right now, and I, I really wish I had more water or more
0: salt or something. It happens with uh, lions too. Uh, <laughs> Funny
1: so, how that works. Yeah. Huh?
0: So stage 3 of the St. Jude thing is we're going to have an auction. The Lions organization's already come through. We got a Jamal Williams signed football. We got a Penny Sewell signed football. Uh some of our other friends Greg who you saw with the pie, he 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 came through with a DeAndre Swift signed football, a TJ Hawkinson signed ball, signed jerseys from Hawkinson and 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 uh Swift. We got uh Dom Big Bad or Big Dom coming through with some stuff, some jerseys as well. Um, we've got a resort vacation home in Colorado ski country during ski season that's going to be up for the auction. The charity auction will kick off on the 5th of November at our show, when we kick off our show and it will yeah. run through December 15th so all those great things will are guaranteed to be in your hands. If you want to get a gift for a loved one, absolutely go in there, get something, set it up and you can have something, a great Christmas gift and help us raise money to help sick kids along the way. So three big separate kind of pieces of one giant event. We love all you guys for helping us out. So stjude.org slash DLP for all the donations you can get off. Whew, spent a lot of time on that. Thank you for uh seeing us through. It's important to us. <laughs> it is. That's why we're doing it. <laughs> it's it's I feel so lucky to have been able to, you know, we would to have built this platform with you and Case and Sandman and Ash along the way. And be able to do something back for the community, to be able to create a vehicle to to help people. For me, that's that's like a a life's you know mission uh, realized. So that's really really great. Yeah.
1: All right, we're gonna we're gonna have some good um um uh around the league guests as well for that. That Mm -hmm. I'm working on some people, and they've they graciously agreed to it to to talk lions, talk quarterbacks, talk. All kinds of stuff. Um, By the way, on that front, we will have a special guest next week to talk about Jared Goff and also the college quarterbacks, Uh, Mr. Mark Schofield, um, former college quarterback and uh, Touchdown Wire's quarterback guru, among other things. He also happens to be a good friend of mine. Uh, He's going to come in next week uh, on the show, and we're going to talk about Goff and uh, how how much blame, how much credit Goff deserves, how much the receivers impact him, what he's seeing from a quarterback's eye, Uh, And he will also talk about uh, Malik Willis and Matt Coral and Carson Strong and some other college quarterbacks that uh, we've we've talked about um, behind the scenes And he will we will share some of that uh, on air. So that's going to be good. That that will be something that you won't want to miss. That's next Wednesday.
0: Yep. Uh, Last thing I just want to talk about. There's a certain guy everybody knows about associated with St. Jude that does a, a 40 every year that we actually have hooks into his organization trying to to work something out to have him join the 24-hour show as well. I invite all of you to go out and use social media to implore our 40-yard dashing, tie-wearing friend to join the show for that because the more he hears about it, the more likely it is to help make something like that happen. He's our favorite University of Michigan alum, and God, if we could get him to take a pie in the face too, would that be... That'd be sweet. He's he's such a great sport. All right, we'll move on. You
1: got you got my wheels turning. I I I need to run a forty. I mean, you should run a forty. Um, <laughs> that'd be fun.
0: <laughs> Maybe next year. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get going. We'll talk about it. Well, there's anything's possible, I guess. Um, Dan Campbell. Lot of talk, you know. Let's Dan, Dan Campbell's a guy that's generated conversation ever since he got here. First thing he did was talk about biting kneecaps. A lot of fun for for Lions fans and people Detroit, and we could really have fun with it. The national media clutched their pearls and and and, and howled in, in terror. And then he, yes, they did. He showed up at a presser with a uh, with a, uh, uh, a a racing helmet on to pro, to kind of promote the Grand Prix being in uh, in Detroit. And people, the the national media back at the pearls again, clutching. Oh my God, this man is out of control. Oh my goodness, and all uh, the whole thing. And then here we are this week, and you see a guy, and you see a sense truly of his passion and his feelings. Oh. You know, as a man, he, it wasn't. He wasn't. And I, I gotta say, he wasn't simp crying. Right, he was man crying. Right after the game, he. Was kind of showing how much hurt he wanted him oh. that they lost that
1: it hurt and and the way he said it too the way he phrased it and and I you absolutely believe him um, on this he felt bad for the players that they didn't get it done yeah uh, yeah he wanted the players to get a win he did, he didn't care that he's zero and five he cares that the players are zero and five and yeah. that hurts them because he knows what it's like to be on a losing team he also knows what it's like to be on a winning team yeah. that you cannot fake. I loved it. And, I, and I, I, it I wanted to cry along with him, is it um, weak? as you know. I, I cry all the time. I cry in every movie I've ever seen. Um, I ever see. I wanted to well, cry Rambo. along with. Him.
0: I didn't understand Rambo. That was the one I would understand you crying to, but whatever. Um, <sighs> is is he weak? So is this, is he weak because of this? Oh God, no. The, the, this is this is one
1: of those where you know he, he's 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 a modern man. He, he, he's more than just the the caricature that he's made out to be. Um, he's more than the the, the laughing stock that some people want him to be. And and one of the funny things that, that I've seen is that on Sunday the reaction to it was like, Oh my god. You know, how can this dude be crying? And then like after they took took it in a little bit, and I'm talking more nationally than locally, because I think locally everybody pretty much got it. But nationally it was like, you know what? Th- th- you, and you heard the reaction from former players and, and people around the people around Detroit, and and they they, they caught on to the reaction They're like, "Damn, man, this is working." And, and and now some of it is also what's going on with a couple of other coaches in the league. Um, that certainly didn't hurt, like the fact that you know, this is a guy who's crying after a loss because he hurts so much for his players. And then you look to Jacksonville and their coach doesn't even care enough about his team to ride on the plane home with them and said goes out and and checks oil on coeds eds um, in, in a bar almost <laughs> wife's well, <voice> there <laughs> uh, I, I think the juxtaposition there makes makes Campbell look even better yeah. uh, and and that is helpful because look I, do you remember dick Vermeil cried famously mm-hmm. all the time yep, um, yep. Okay. and yeah. it, it worked for him because it was sincere mm-hmm. If if Nick Saban starts crying, people in Alabama are going to be like, "Go away, dude! Go jump in the lake or go jump in the Gulf." You know, you, you've got to have the the the. I'm, I'm I'm searching for word here and I'm not finding it. The the credibility. I'll tell you with what it. it.
0: Is. I know the word. It's authenticity. Okay. Yes. Thank you. That's it. it. That's exactly exactly the word I was looking for. What he has and who he is. And I'm going to go back to when the rest of the Detroit media didn't know what they were, is, is, is Rod Wood making the football decisions? Who's in charge, right? I'm I'm never going to let him forget it because it was, it was absolute (laughs) cluelessness about what was going on. And, and, and that really, really hits to credibility there. The folks that ask that question, I'm telling you just, it's, it's a lack of it's, it's, and I don't blame ignorance. Right, but when you lash out out of ignorance, you rather than learn you something, can't be that ignorant. Right, right. This so is, you and you're, here here comes servant leadership. This is. You think about it when you're at work and you've given your all. Right, you've given your all for weeks at a time, multiple projects, and and it just comes up short. And your 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 boss believes in you, the owner of the company believes in you. The company's undergoing massive stress, and you you get you almost get there, and you fail. And your boss has to go do a press conference. Why well, I, I, I don't know. But your your boss cries like Dan Campbell did and talks about he feels so badly for you for the project for the effort that you put in that you didn't be you weren't able to get it done. Think about what that would mean to you as an employee in your day job. I know it's an exaggeration. It's not going to happen in your office. I, I I worked my way through college as a mechanic. So you know, I I know a, a very you know a very blue collar lifestyle as well. There's no way in hell that at least back then there'd be any respect for the service manager if he pulled that one. But you kind of can get the idea. You get behind somebody who's behind you, especially when they're your boss, when they trust you, when they help you grow, when they make you better, help you become better, when you help them become better, and you are truly a partnership. I'll tell you my job right now. That's what I've got. It's, I've got the best person I've ever worked for in my life. And I went from the absolute worst. I literally went from the absolute worst before I left that company. Um, it means... Oh, the conversations <laughs> we had. <laughs> it means everything. And Dan Campbell's reaction uh, in, in that press conference to those players, I guarantee that they sat there and said, damn, and I guarantee when this team finally gets a win, that Dan is going to get that da- that damn game ball. I guarantee it.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And and I, I I'll, be, I'll say this: It wouldn't surprise me if Sheila came down and gave it to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. At, at the behest of the players, because I, I look, it's obviously not the way they feel about Dan Campbell. The players like Sheila a lot, yep. a lot. Yep. Um, th- th- that's that's a change. Like they. They did like Martha, they respected Martha, but she was more of like the 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 fairy godmother for lack of a better term. Like yeah. like she was she was out there and and they liked like she legitimately did care, but I think she was a little separated from it. I, and that happens when you're in your 90s. <clears throat> I can't believe how old
0: she, Sheila is. I'm telling you she looks great for her age. And I'm not going to get into the whole thing like with that anymore, but she does not look all of the years No, she does not. uh, She's a lot more relatable than her number says. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I I would guess her to be around my age, and uh, she's you're wrong, quite a bit older than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, it, it, yeah. Playing tennis does that for you. Um, (laughs) she she cares, and and I think that the players understand that she cares too. Um, and that's something. uh, Again, uh, there's a lot of people that want to sell the damn team. I. Like, I, I, hear that I, I get that. Um, that that's that's a conversation for another day because that's not going to happen now, anyways. But if you don't think that that the Ford family specifically, Sheila, is trying to win, you're probably never going to be happy as a Detroit Lions fan. And you probably will want to find another team and just or find a different rooting interest because it's this it, it's not it's not for you. Um, the bottom line. Pick up tennis Uh, so
0: you can stay looking young like Sheila did.
1: Maybe, well, maybe, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, uh, the 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 authenticity factor that you talked about, like it it worked for Dick Vermeil, it worked for for Jim Mora uh, going in the other direction. It it works. It works. It works for Pete Carroll. Yeah. Um, but Pete Carroll I, I can tell you Pete Carroll has cried after practices or when guys have gotten hurt mm-hmm. um, that, that's actually one of the reasons he's, he's talked about it one time with, with our friend Pat Kerwin um, that's why he chews so much gum because it keeps him from like having the emotions override him. he's focusing on like I can chomp this gum and that'll you know that's that'll, really that'll interesting
0: I, I guarantee he didn't cry when he ran away from USC after setting them up for a couple <laughs> years of penalties and fines and so. On. but hey you know whatever <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> that's the one thing about Pete Carroll that I absolutely cannot get over. I can't I can't say He's, it. Because when things got bad because he did things wrong, he, he yes. left everyone else to pay the price. He
1: cheated and he got caught and he fell up, and that's bothersome for a lot of people, yeah. myself included. Yeah. But he to his credit he has proven that he belongs in the NFL and is a very successful head coach. Although they are in last place and not getting out of it, with Russell Wilson's uh, hammer finger, now um, they're not going to win a game without Russell Wilson. Um, uh, no offense to Geno Smith, but you, you ain't Russell Wilson.
0: Geno looked good for a bit there. He had some really he did, good stuff, but then he, he Geno Smithed, right? I mean,
1: he he and Jared Goff have a lot of similarities as quarterbacks in that they're always going to take the easy route, and when they try to push themselves to take the the, the harder route. Um, which isn't often it typically doesn't go very well. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, so on the Dan Campbell crying thing, it is what it is. I want to touch really quick and I don't want to get into the, the thing you had about golf yet, but I want to talk a little bit about him in, in regard to taking the easy way out. Herman after he did such a great telestration, right? He was the first one to break down the, that it wasn't prevent, that it was actually Marlo playing out of position, misplaying the on the play and biting on the short route. Um, he went on then to talk about Goff and the um, the wide receivers, and one of the things that he says, what he's seeing is telling him. Again, he says he's not in the locker room, he's not there. But I, I as a former player, I, I inherently and completely trust Herman's judgment on this, especially seeing some of the other things he's he's kind of marked out and shown his his football IQs through the roof. Um, This isn't all on Goff. Now, Goff isn't perfect. That's not what I'm saying, okay? Goff is not without fault. That's not what I'm saying. But there are degrees, right? There are degrees of fault. There are degrees. We're not seeing best Jared Goff by any stretch, and I'm not defending him either. No, we're not he is tentative that that Herman said you can tell he doesn't trust those receivers he's staring the routes not looking off them because he doesn't believe that that receiver is going to be where he's supposed to be he doesn't believe that they're going to run the route appropriately and he can't trust them I don't think the lack of trust trust is a golf thing I think the lack of trust is we don't have any damn number one number two number three quality nfl receivers on the team running routes we've left a guy who does have his own areas to improve on who does have yes. his own shortcomings but we've left him in a place that exacerbates those shortcomings Goff is not as bad as the Goff we've seen Goff has made it to a super bowl but he was surrounded by great weapons we have the opposite of that right now and so I don't know, again, I'm, I'm, I need more data. After the game, my initial reaction was, I now have enough data on Jared Goff, right? But it, it, the thing, it was, he was maddening because of the inconsistency. That that pass to Hawkinson against, what was it, the Bears, or was it it, was, it was Baltimore? One of those two games where he just dropped it right into in the corner. It was beautiful, right? He gets a couple of these beautiful passes every single game, and it's he like... He can do that. He can do it. He's got it. He's, you know, he can. it's there. What's happening? I think that... Big portion of what's going on is the weapons at his, diso- his disposal. Um, again, he's not perfect. He's not perfect. Do I want him as our quarterback in four years? I don't know that I do. Do I want him this year? He's what we got. I don't want our next quarterback this year. I, as a matter of fact, the one thing I think that Goff does give us, it gives us time. he gives us time to forget about Matthew Stafford and stop comparing the quarterback to Matthew Stafford to give whoever is the next guy a better chance. <laughs>
1: He's the, he's the, uh, bridge. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, he's a bridge. Um, I'm ready to jump off that bridge, but not until the end of the year. Um, and you, you do make salient points here. He does not have, he does not have a lot of weapons at his disposal. And it's one of the themes that comes up when I do radio spots, um, when, when I do podcasts, when, when I'm talking to people on Twitter or, or in our Slack chat, we have this discussion just about every day. How can you properly evaluate Jared Goff based on what he is? And I will say this, um, as I've said in the Slack and a few other times, his inability to elevate the play of those around him, to me, is damning. Um, He does not make... Nobody has ever been made better, except possibly Chad Hansen at Cal, by Jared Goff being their quarterback. And if you're an NFL... If you're going to be a team that's that has a premium quarterback, one of the things that a premium quarterback, their salary dictates that you have to be able to elevate the play of those around you who are lesser paid above their pay grade. Jared Goff doesn't do that. He didn't really do that in Los Angeles, and I don't think he's ever going to do that in Detroit. Yeah. So that's why I am of the position that, okay, he can, he can play this year out. That's fine. Mm-hmm. The expectations where they are, the team where it is, he might not be the worst guy to, to do that. But next year, if he is the unquestioned starter going into next year, I'm going to be upset. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to want more, and I will need good answers from Brad Holmes. Um, because I, I'll say this: if he's there, if he's the unquestioned starter next year, I don't think that comes from Dan Campbell. I think that comes from Brad Holmes and Brad Holmes exclusively. Yep. And I already have some questions about Brad Holmes and and some of the choices that he's made. Um, uh, just to, to, as a as a brief tangent, and I'll leave it there. I'm much more concerned about the general manager of this team than I am the head coach of this team for the long term. Uh, but that's you know, and, and that's subject to change, and that, that could change. Um, he really has the ability Dorsey to change there because he's he's had, he's had six months on the job or eight months on the job.
0: And you get Dorsey in there, and you get Spielman in there. You've got you've got a couple of things going on. This is his first GM job. This is something he may go into as well, and he's got some good exactly. people you're, to lead on. So he, we'll see. We'll see.
1: I've seen him make a couple of rookie mistakes that I don't think he should have made. And I and I'm that's why I'm really watching this coming off season um, much more Brad Holmes than I am anybody else on this team, including the positions that they they, they take or do not take. Because uh, I think that we'll learn a lot about how viable Brad Holmes is as a long-term GM this coming off-season, And we don't know that now. Right. Um, and his decision on Goff and the process that goes into making that decision will tell me a lot about uh, how I will feel about Brad Holmes.
0: Okay, so I want to get a couple things here. Uh, Don in the chat, but Goff also seems to check out a quarter at a time. Sounds a lot like Stafford. When he played for the Lions. He checked out for quarters and halves of the and time. And
1: Rams fans are learning this and they are not happy about it. Because I did yep. a Rams centric podcast on Monday, and they're like, Tell me this isn't what I'm getting from Matthew Stafford. Yep. I'm like Yeah. Ben Ben there done that boys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it this this shouldn't be new, you know, new a new show for anybody. We've seen this movie before, right? And I and I oh. love Stafford. You guys know it. I'm not ripping on Stafford. Yep. I'm just saying that's no different. I'll also say that Matthew Stafford couldn't lift last year's team, which had better talent on the roster than this year's team. Um, I don't That's know that true. Matthew Stafford's going to do a whole lot more with this team this year. I mean, they'll be better, right? But these receivers—they're just going to be dropping his balls because he only has a fastball, right? There, he's—he's—he's he's not going to get the completions. He's his completions are probably going to be about the same as Goss, but for different reasons. To be to be completely fair and honest, um, so. I think that's okay. kind of where we're at. Uh, the other thing Steve Shattuck says, a lot of QBs would get the it's a new offense as uh, an install excuse, right? And that's true, too. A lot. You know, you start, oh, true. yeah, first year, new offense, you know, da-da-da-da. That's a lot, of, but but Jared Goff isn't get, getting this. Um, I'm not standing up for Jared Goff. He's the quarterback that, that, we've fair. got. That's fair. That's we've, a fair point. We've got a, we've got a lot of capital with Jared Goff. I don't Matthew like Stafford it, wanted to go. We had very, very little choices. The draft class for quarterbacks this year, I don't know if our guy is there. It may be that we're in a situation, because it is a bad year to want a quarterback. They're kind of underwhelming. Is this year to get your guy? It may not be, because Jared Goff, by salary... Cap alone is kind of your unquestioned starter as it is. Would it be great to have a young guy to bring up? Like if we would draft Justin Fields in this draft and have him come up under golf because you know golf's the guy. You got Justin for cheap. Okay, great. That's awesome. But you're still, did you get your wide receiver? Did you replace your broken corners? Did you replace a safety? Did you replace a defensive end? Did, you know, there's so many pieces and that, that, that you need. That's where the injuries to Okwara and
1: Ocuba Okuda really play in because yeah. they have to be replaced now. You, you you can bring them back, but you can't rely on them to be your number one players at their respective positions just based on the history of Achilles injuries and, and what happens with yep. it.
0: This off be I, because particularly because of those two those two injuries, I'm not. I don't see yet. How we get out from under Goff next season, and if the the quarterback isn't a standout for sure kind of pick, right? If he's not the guy, I don't think you waste the the capital on him. I think you just get a great defense, you know, an edge rusher. You you know, safety. You know, you, I know you've said safety is a guy. It's just not someone you draft that high. If that's that, that's fine. Remember, you have the first pick. Of the potentially of the first round, the last pick potentially of the top three for sure. Yeah, (laughs) potentially you might have two picks in a row at the end of the first and start of the second, right? I mean, you're going to have basically a lot of early round talent to get. I'm kind of interested in the idea again, I'm not saying this is the way yet, but I'm interested in the idea of elevating the talent around Jared Goff and the rest of the team. And you still have two first round picks the year following. I think what you'll see is the team as a whole with that talent will lift. Jared Goff, I think Jared Goff is elevating the talent that he has at wide receiver, to be honest with you. I just think the talent level is so low that the, that lifting it, I mean, we're scoring 17. We had a game where we scored, what, 20-some points with this this crew? I just, i this is not people I see catching balls for touchdowns, right? I just, I don't see how far you can, I mean, how much do you, how much can you elevate Chris Durham? and then you put Chris Durham as your number one and everything worse than him after, right? How much do you, can you elevate that to a win, especially against the teams we've been playing? It's a pretty untenable position. That's why, again, I'm not saying Goff is the guy. I'm just saying there's such a dearth of talent around him that putting all that capital that you have in his salary next year and a first-round pick into another quarterback, that is, if he's not exactly the guy you want, that's a lot of money to wrap up when you've got Gaping wounds and holes elsewhere in your roster. That's just kind of where my head's at right now.
1: It is, um, and and that that that's all fair. I don't, I can't dispute that. I just, I would, if I see the quarterback that I want, I'm not pausing because the team, quote unquote, isn't ready for the quarterback. Um, I, if I like it, um, look at what the Chiefs did with with Patrick Mahomes, um, and that quarterback class, by the way, was considered dreadful. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and look, look what happened out of that
0: <laughs> Mr. Dubisky <Yeah>. went first <laughs>
1: Yeah Yeah Quarterbacks uh, are a little bit He, he, a little went, bit of he went ahead of Deshaun Watson um in that draft you know, you, know, you know look look at look at the look at the class the the Baker Mayfield Josh Allen class you know Sam Darnold Josh Rosen uh, how's that working out for people you know yeah. it, it it is a crapshoot and th- those were quarterbacks that were seen as I don't know, um, I don't know if safer They there were certainly seen as safer than, than Josh Allen. And not just by me, who was a, a noted, um, staunch, um, hater on Josh Allen. I mean, and look what he, right now, if I had an MVP, if I had an MVP vote and I actually do, um, with the NFL PA or with the, uh, the, uh, what, some organization I'm a member of, um, I, I mean, I'm in too many organizations,
0: Definitely not the president,
1: <laughs> no, um, <laughs> Uh, I would probably vote for him right now as the MVP. He's earned it. He's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, uh, it also helps that the offense around him has been tailored to what he does well. He has a coach who will let him be Josh Allen, um, just as Deshaun Watson had a coach that will let him be Deshaun, just as Tom Brady has a coach in, in Bill Belichick who let him be Tom Brady. Um, I- and th- that That's important. And one of the things that I see from Danny Campbell is a willingness to allow what he's got to be themselves. Mm-hmm. And my worry is that Anthony Lynn is not that guy because Anthony Lynn, there was always friction when he had Philip Rivers love him or hate him right. um, as a damn good quarterback, better mm-hmm. than Jared Goff. And he and Anthony Lynn butted heads a lot, not like, not like, you know, violently publicly, anything like that. Th- they saw things differently and and it worked for a time but then it was time for one or both to move on and in fact both did move on and the are bumps.
0: <laughs> rivers bumps heads with everybody though to be honest i mean that, yeah, that that's whole, what he is having He's, 43 yeah. kids and getting no sleep will really do that to you your personality he, but he he is an brace he is a confrontational personality yep
1: yep anthony lynn is not
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no 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 absolutely so I
1: think this is... And I worry... So, so to, to spin it yeah, forward here, yeah. I worry that Anthony Lynn needs to be more confrontational and adversarial towards Jared Goff to push Jared Goff to be the best Jared Goff that he can be. And I don't see that happening. I have and a, whether that's an Anthony Lynn problem or a Jared Goff problem, that is a problem.
0: <laughs> I have a sense that... Because there's different ways of doing that. I have a sense that um, Coach Campbell's doing that. I have a sense that Coach Campbell... Not, not abrasively...
1: But it's kinda yeah. like
0: the when you're parenting and you, you do you use the not that I'm angry or you screwed up. I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed in what you did there. That line, right? I think that's what's happened, and I think that's very effective for somebody like Jared Goff, to be honest with you. I think much more than screaming at him. I think McVay was more a scream-at-you kind of guy, and he got what he got out of Goff. I think Dan Campbell is going to get something different out of Goff just because of that approach. Is Anthony Lynn the guy that's going to do I don't know that he is either. I I don't either, but I think that that role is being played by uh, Coach Campbell in, in that respect, so we'll see.
1: And I would, I, just from th- all the responsibilities that are on his plate as a head coach, that's one that I would like to have taken off of his plate. 100%. And, so you're not uh, an Anthony so, Lynn so, fan? Uh, I am not. Uh, it wouldn't bother me if he wasn't back. Right. Um, let's put it that way. Would you appreciate um, and, 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 and pr- like I Personally, like, he's a great dude. If you ever get a chance, go watch his press conference um, where he talked about um, – when he was with the Chargers, yeah. about his his life changing experience, it is it will move you. You will cry because um, I, I I know I did. <laughs> um, and he, he's a great guy, but I'm not sure that he's a great offensive coordinator specifically for the type of team that Detroit is. Right. Um, and and we see that a little bit. Like there's the whole chicken versus egg. Um, is it is it you know. The, the third down plays. Uh, I, I wrote this for Wide this week. They threw nine passes on third downs last week. Not one of them went to the sticks or beyond. Every one of them was short.
0: And most of the, the routes. hit rack, right?
1: Most of. Well, and the, the thing is, on, on this one, I do blame Lynn more because most of those were designed where none of the routes were beyond it. Um, and, and a couple of them were, were like, okay, as soon as Goff got the ball, he's throwing it out. He's throwing a little screen. Um, there was a third and four. He threw it three yards behind the line of scrimmage because that was a designed play. That that That's not a Goff decision. That's an Anthony Lynn decision. And Chargers fans will tell you that they had problems with that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm... I'm not liking the Anthony Lynn experience as the offensive coordinator thus far. Are he's five for- games in. He's got time to change it. He's got time to sit back and reflect and like maybe maybe I do need to attack. Why are we not using T.J. Hawkinson? Why does he get one pass on the opening drive and then not get another one for the next seven? Uh, yeah, yes, Minnesota's trying to take him away, but at, at some point you, you've got to you've got to do you've got to have ways to get your top players. Involves even when the defense is trying to take them away, and I don't think Anthony Lynn does a very good job of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you, are you how would you feel about uh Justin uh, Jim Bob Cooter 2.0 after seeing what he's doing now?
1: He's better than that, he, he is better than that. I will give Anthony Lynn credit for that because I do think his run designs and his scheming. Um some of his pass protection schemes, while they're not necessarily working, they look like they're they're gonna be really nice when we get Taylor Decker and Frank Ragnow back in the lineup. Yeah, yeah, There you go. I just
0: want to, to scratch that wound. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks for that. Let's see. I I I I
1: literally do have some salt here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jared missing open receivers. This uh Matt's asking that in the in the chat. I want to hit that really quick. Um I think it's again, there's two pieces to it. The receiver's yeah. not in the right places very, very often. Or he
1: doesn't respect that they will be.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's it's a combination. It's not just Goff. Goff gets the quote-unquote credit, but my favorite one is the fourth and one that ended the game for the Lions in Chicago where Amon Ra did that out, right? You had uh, Cephas over the middle who was effectively covered. I mean, you, you weren't going to get him the ball. And and before Cephas even turned for the pass, Goff was on his back. Amon Ra was the first. He he looks. Amon Ra is the first read. Anyway, goes back to him. Throws the ball to where Amon Ra is supposed to be. Amon Ra rounded it. Rounded the route. He rounded jogged the route. out he of did. it. He didn't. He didn't put the effort in. I mean, I don't know. And I'm not saying he's a low effort guy, right? I'm just saying on that play, he did not play that as he was supposed to. Goff under extreme pressure checked the Cephas look. He was down, as the ball was leaving his hand, Goff went down, he didn't have time. For him, he had to trust that his receiver was gonna be at the right spot, and he wasn't. And Goff took a rash of crap after that game because he missed St. Brown, who was open on that play. And it was all on St. Brown not being there. Could he have adjusted the throw? Yes, but under pressure, it's a lot to ask for the situation. Um, I was, I'm was. Again, I'm not here as a Goff defender, that's not what I'm saying but I'm saying it's degrees uh, d- degrees of stink, and there's a lot of it all over the place, and it isn't all on Goff's shoulders. Unfortunately, he's the face. He's the guy that touches the ball every single time. He owns some of it. There's no question, but he has he has made it to a Super Bowl, so he isn't absolute ass and incapable.
1: <laughs> Not like, I isn't, isn't absolute. Um, he, <laughs> he, he, he's, he is low on the meter. Um, yeah. I'm... Again, I'm ready to move on after okay. this year. Well, like let him play out, th- and maybe maybe he maybe he finds chemistry with Amon Ra. Um, he's going to have to, uh, or or Khalif Raymond, or maybe maybe he gets it together with with T.J. Hawkinson. You know, may- maybe maybe that starts to develop more as they they play more, as they they hopefully get more tight end involvement into the game plan. Now that your best receivers are, no how much dead on cap is opening
0: up next year, Riz? 60 million is it? 55 million?
1: 57.8 I want to say.
0: Are we in cap hell because of Jared Goff?
1: Uh it would be well it's better than Stafford's situation. Let's put it that <laughs> are way. Are
0: we in cap hell though? No. Are we limited? Um, is this team limited because of salary cap next year? A little bit, not a lot. Not there are other teams who will have
1: as well, I won't say as many needs, but many urgent needs. And they will not be able to fill those needs because they're in worse cap shape than the Lions are.
0: How? uh, Yeah. Okay. We'll leave it. And and what are they spending? Are they spending similar amounts on uh, quarterbacks? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay. That's all. Uh, That's all I needed. Or more. I need to make um, in Seattle's case. (laughs) Thank you very much. All right. We'll move on. The Diamond CBD Injury Report: Pain, Anxiety, Insomnia. We got you covered. Don't you worry. Go to CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Head. Oh, I got a great... Coupon code for that. You get 55% off with the coupon code LIONS, but we got you on. Hold on, my friends. It go. It go. I can't find it. I'll find it for you guys later. Um, there's another coupon code that's really great that's out there. That'll help you out as well. I can't find it. Sorry. C- coupon code LIONS gets you 55% off. There's Delta 8. Oh, wait. It's it's illegal in my... It's not Delta 8 anymore. That's right. Well, it's there. Delta 8's there for those who who still love it. And, and you're in like the 46 states that still have it legal. But a couple states, New York, Michigan, have said, no, no to Delta 8. We don't know what we're doing. That's okay. There's something called active That's CBD so now. That's so weird. I know. I know. There's something called active CBD now, which is... New, same as Delta Eight, but not Delta Eight, and legal in all fifty states. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. You can get your high with active CBD. If they're trying to get you out at the uh, out in Lansing or in Albany or wherever you live, if they're trying to limit your capabilities to take care of pain, anxiety, or insomnia. You can do that and get a little buzz along the way. Or if you just want to take care, take care of those things and not deal with the buzz and not fail a drug test, then you can just get the regular CBD, uh, CBD oils and creams. This cream, I'll tell you, I use it my workouts and I'm a very very happy man this stuff is magic 10 minutes the pain goes away it's great and then when it's time to sleep I jam down the CBD oil and this is all right I'll pass drug test tomorrow because all this stuff is free and clear of those uh those things that are bad for you CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. get yourself taken care of take care of your head take care of your body pain anxiety insomnia all going away with cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. There you go. All right.
1: Hard work fine, hard work good, but first take care of Ed.
0: Thank you, my friend. It's, those lyrics are just sublime. All right, uh, moving <laughs> on, I want to go to something I bet every single person here has forgotten about. Uh-oh. And and I'm not going to let you forget about it because I don't let people like the people that said, Ridewood, run it football. I don't let them forget about it. I'm not going to let you forget about this. Who <laughs> remembers... We're gonna count down the last five seconds of every play clock to help the referees understand, the officials understand when a delay of game happens. This is our first home game since the Baltimore hose job that we got. I want everybody, and even if you only got a group of people, I want that group so you can help everybody else to get out there and count down the last five seconds of the play clock Every time the Bengals have the ball to help, we're just helping the officials. We're just helping them to ensure that they, they can do their job effectively because they obviously have shown that they're incapable of doing that. And we want them to know that we don't forget, we need it to be an uncomfortable place for the officials to continue to make mistakes. We, we need to need this to be an uncomfortable team for the officials to continue to make mistakes against. I want people to count down loud and proud the last five seconds of every play clock, of every play when the Bengals have the ball this week. Please, please get as many people as you can around you to do that. Make the point to the NFL that we're sick and tired of it. We didn't get an apology letter. And even if we did, what does it matter? We, we didn't, no, did we? The NFL oh, does not give said. a flying F. Well, let's highlight that. There's nothing better than mockery to get what you want out of the people in power. Laugh in the face of power. Count down that play clock, because when it's loud enough, and it's happening continuously, and they hear it on their broadcast, they're gonna have to mention, oh yeah, this is in reference to the failure of the officials in the play clock of the Baltimore game. And then- we Look up who's doing the game this week. Here's the magic trick, guys. Here's the magic trick. A couple games in, you know, maybe game 14 the season, we start counting five when the play clock's at four. Because the other team is ah. going to start thinking that, oh, we can just listen to the crowd and know what the play clock is, right? All of a sudden, we start getting delayed game calls going our way, and we start at least getting in their head and getting them thinking. If you've ever tried to count, right, and somebody starts saying numbers out there, you get confused pretty quick, right? You start going, wait, wait, what's the number? They're thinking about something else. They're not thinking about the game. You, you Seattle is all proud of the 12th man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Let's – Let's get in their heads. Let's f with their minds, and let's 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 drive some accountability to the officials. Let's drive some some uh, some conversation about this, and let's drive some failure from the fans' perspective. And the other thing that I think that will happen is when we do this, this team, the players, the coaching staff. You're going to hear about it in the postgame press conference. You're going to hear about how much the fans mean to the players and how much this means to the players to be able to rely on the fans to have their back like that. I'm telling you, please, when that play clock gets to five seconds, count when the Bengals have the ball. Count it down to zero as loud as you can. Make Ford Field rock in just a countdown. And things, the humiliation will have an effect, and things will start to change. Don't take that it would anymore. Be nice. Don't take it. We're not gonna take it anymore. Don't take it anymore. Um, You're helpless but, as a fan. You the, you constantly 10-second runoff. The the batted ball. The the Calvin Johnson. Oh, roll, Chris, the, I can't the, do it. I mean, You I could can cycle through it. this. And like like Andy said when we were doing the post game show, he's like, I'm not even sure this is a top ten screw job, right? I mean, he's like, I'm not even sure this is the worst in the top ten of them. And it's like, holy crap, he's so right. I mean, I lost it. I was laughing my ass off let them know this is the one thing fans need to be able to make this happen and say we can we can take control we can the team can the fords yeah sure they take fines that kind of stuff but they they, you know with those emails that are out there i have a feeling the 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 nfl has some some blackmail material on every team that uh they might be able to use but the fans being able to do this is an opportunity so please 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 there you go all right.
1: By the way, um, those of you who will be watching the game at home, you will want to uh, listen to the Dan Miller and and Lopez Brown broadcast of the game because your your CBS broadcasters for this game are oh I'm sorry Fox are Chris Myers and Daryl Johnson. Chris Myers who still hasn't figured out how to say anybody's name um, the, the 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 lack of research.
0: Number the lack
1: corner. of research that that guy does before a game is embarrassing to the NFL and to Fox. Um, there are many other better broadcasters out there. Gus Johnson not being one of them. Um, well, <laughs> you can hit me on that later, um, but yeah. So th- this is a this is definitely a game where you will want to have your radio on, and you will learn pretty quickly how to adapt. Like the the fact that the the action on the field is a little bit ahead. of actually it will be behind where your radio feed is like you're going to hear what's going to happen a couple accounts before it happens um and if you can figure that out or if you can somehow delay your radio stream I mean, if you're streaming the game um there are ways you can do that the, it's worth it trust me i do it um I, I i just love dan i love dan
0: i do too josh sorry josh dan is absolutely fantastic I think you should buy Miller's Bar, obviously, because that's on, that's for sale now, by the way. But uh, I think because then he doesn't have to change the name, right? Um, no, I, th- I think Dan is absolutely fantastic. I think everybody does. You saw him if you saw the uh, the, the draft party. There's a, you can see the video of it. We live streamed that. Dan, Dan came out to that. He, he has the last couple years. Um, he interviewed Blandino at the one draft party for us. Did our questions, and we got to do a really really great session there. Dan is actually absolutely, absolutely one of the finest human beings. I said it earlier in the show. One of the finest, truly awesome human beings you'll ever meet he is not diva he is he is nothing at all like you expect somebody of his level of kind of achievement to be he's the most down-to-earth wonderful individual ever um i if you find a way and a matter of fact you know hit me on twitter if you find a way to get the radio streaming because um Finding out how to link that up and make it go with the uh, the TV is. We used to be able to do it, but they killed all the the streams that were available for radio. Yeah, so
1: you can do it on TuneIn Radio. They do have a seven day trial on their premium that allows you to do that.
0: that can you do it if you're out of market? Yes, you can. Oh, I will we'll check that out. That's
1: there. not so. Fubo TV does not allow you to do that. You do have to be in market, right. which is kind of weird. Right. Um, that's sort of defeats the purpose of it if you pay for
0: basic cable like yep. I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um really quick, I want to talk just brief oh God. You're we gonna talk about the Kelly Stafford podcast. <laughs> it's such a That's comedy show.
1: Okay. She she has a podcast. I was unaware of this. So just, enlighten yeah. me on what's going on with with uh the wonderful Mrs. Stafford.
0: Sure, sure. The the wonderful Mrs. Chris has just kind of kept in touch and to watched what's going on. Said she had a podcast. I'm like, Yeah, okay, call me in a year and a half. See if she's still there, right? Because if you've noticed, they just don't happen. People don't stick to it. They don't, I mean, we're the longest running Lions podcast, period. I mean, it's, there's no one that's run as long as we have in the podcast space. Um, what is it? Because you have to think, well, I'll get to that. So she just did like her first, her second episode had less than a fifth of the listeners of her first episode, right? It was interesting to, oh, she's going to do it. Let's check out. And then it's like, oh, that's what it is. Okay, never mind. And wow. uh, then it was like a couple episodes in. She found out, and on the air, she says it. She was talking into the the wrong side of the microphone, right? So, oh, <laughs> know, shut yeah, up! Her audio was crap; it was terrible. I was like, "Oh man, this is just like I, I just heard a little <laughs> bit, and I was like, this is bad." How many times has bit. she been interviewed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so now she's gotten the point. It's not hard to figure out where to talk here. <laughs> now she's at the point where she's not doing the production; she's paying for that. She's okay, got good. somebody else doing it. She can the afford editing, it. Right. She's got she's like, she was talking about Oh, it's so long to edit the program. Like all that. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, she can afford it. And now she's on there complaining about, you know, the first world. She's got like first world problem. I'm not waiting in line at Disneyland. Right? It's like, oh man, this is not gonna oh, play. Dear God, this no. is not gonna play. Right. Oh, but I teach my kids that it's that, you know, this is daddy's money. This but it's like, oh no. Oh, don't oh. do that. Oh, God. So oh, she's no. paying for it. And now the next thing is, and this is gonna be the great part, oh. she's got it all handled, right? So now she thinks you gotta have something to talk about, right? <laughs> That's the magic. Coming up with something to talk about every week—it's just not gonna happen. This is like—and you look at that—and you, she tells stories, and you think about Matthew. Man, you're you're, you're a great guy, number one. Uh, just be everything you do for the city, the kind of personality you are. But wow, what what you deal with—you're a hero. You're a hero. You really, really, truly love that woman, and I feel. Absolutely amazing for you that you're that kind of guy that loves your, your wife that much because there's not many people that would that would go there. <laughs> that's all, man. It's like, wow. It is absolutely wow. the uh, Now, the now pri- I'm more privileged curious podcast. to check it out. It's the privilege <laughs> Podcast. It absolutely is. It's crazy. Wow. So that's, uh, keep an eye man, out. That's... It's good stuff. You'll enjoy Kelly Stafford's podcast, I'm certain. When did you
1: get our guy Mac to uh, be her producer? Oh, my God. The outtakes from that would be... <laughs>
0: we love you mac yeah no and i don't i don't mind kelly right i don't mind it's just like you've really you you gotta watch you just i mean she's in a position where she's got not got a lot to say that's going to be especially social commentary that's going to be well received you know what i mean yeah. and it's like you've really yeah. just got to be careful just come on and and it's it's there's a there's a gap yeah. there so good luck to her yeah. Best of luck to her yeah. right she may she may actually find that spot that works for her and that's the thing like i say with all the other lions ones there's there's room for all the podcasts to do stuff people absolutely, there's a lot of absolutely. hours of a day right but yep. um you know i hope she finds her, her niche and I, find, yep. I hope she finds what works for her but right now yeah, i don't dude, know that You gotta, you gotta you, be going you, you know, <laughs> yeah
1: there, there's a lot of really good lions podcasts out there there's a lot of really good social commentary podcasts out there they don't often intersect um and kelly let's let's just be thankful that Excuse me. It started to the, the line. The lime is coming back. <laughs> she's, she's not in our sphere anymore. Yeah. yeah thankfully. Yeah. The lime is really coming back, too.
0: Oh. Oh. All right. Last chance, and I'm relying on you for this one, Riz. I haven't gotten a lot of time to watch their games. As I said, it's been a crazy right. season. Look ahead to the Bengals. I know they have an offensive line that is just offensive to us. We've got a defensive line who hasn't been bad i mean we've They're got some okay. guys that, that have
1: we, i mean we the, saw anzarike make a play last week that was nice trey flowers got a sack trey right? flowers played very well last yeah, week
0: yeah 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 so i feel like that's going to be a good matchup but otherwise i i need to do some research before i meet with tony on friday we do the pregame what do you got for us
1: so it they mean? run three wide receivers as their base offense which detroit does as well by the way which is another reason why i'm not too keen on on Mr. Lynn, when you have no wide receivers and you play three of them all the time, and you have two good running backs and you play one of them all the time, that yeah, okay. Anyways, they're really good throwing the football. Joe Burrow is very good. He's not perfect. He will make a couple of mistakes, but he's really good. Chase, okay. uh, and Mar J- 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 Chase, who they took at number five, is the offensive rookie of the year. You can give him the damn trophy now. He's great he leads the nfl in touchdowns or at least he did going into last week and he got another one Ooh. so uh he's 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 a big play dynamo threat and oh by the way he was rotten in the preseason that tells you how much you need to care about preseason games he couldn't he couldn't play a lick in the preseason and now he is he's is a he's a borderline all pro wide receiver as a rookie he had some oh, social
0: I, media kind of issues going on in the preseason too didn't he he did. He yeah, uh, he yeah. took some bait. along yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. the long and the short of it.
1: And he he had a he had a uh, a little little situation that that, that happens. Um, it, it it happens to everybody. Yeah, uh, it happens to John Gruden really bad. Western. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll save that for the twenty yeah. four hour show. We'll save that for twenty four. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the other thing about the Cincinnati that stands out: their defense goes side to side really well. They have they have good off ball linebackers. They do have a pass rush. Um, They're they're able to generate some some heat around the sides. They're good at it. They're consistent at it. Their defensive line is not what it used to be. Like like interior Geno Atkins, not you know they're they're not as strong there. They're really good at safety, and I think one of the things that you're going to see in this game is is that their safeties are what we want our safeties to be. And that that's something to focus on. They're really good. They're they do not get fooled easily, and they tackle well. Um, and they're very quick to close on the ball. They they are not a great defense. They're they're probably uh, I'm not looking at the, their, their thing, but I'm going to guess that they're probably on the the average side of the league average um, in, in total defense. They can play though. they um, they're, they're going to make a couple mistakes, but they are going to be a challenge. This just X's and O's wise this is the worst matchup that the Lions have had this year oh. in terms of what Cincinnati does really well which is throwing the football um, running running Joe Mixon on little delayed handoffs and, and draw plays like that that get the, 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 the defensive line sucked up one of the things that, Zach Taylor is not a popular coach in Cincinnati one of the things that he's really good at is, is understanding how to help his offensive line which isn't good um, they're better than they have been, but they're still not good. He ha- he's very good at, at giving them ways to succeed where we haven't seen that necessarily out of Detroit yet, uh, and uh, they they counter that really well. They're they're deep. They they're not deep at running back, but they mm-hmm. are deep everywhere else. They're uh, look look when you went into the season, most people penciled this in as a game that the Lions should win. Um, I will tell you, this is the easiest game on the schedule so far as it's played out for me to pick them to lose. Oh, wow. Just because Uh, where where Detroit isn't good on offense is where Cincinnati will kill you on defense and vice versa. Where they're really good on offense is where Detroit is really bad on defense. It's just a terrible X's and O's matchup, and I cannot believe that they're only favored by three and a half. Um, if you have a favorite sports book app and it gives you yeah. discount codes, you might want to invest some against the Lions this week, although the Lions are 3-2 against the spread, and the Bengals, I think, are 1-3-1. and one. I'll have to check on that.
0: But, and you got the um, Bengals at minus 180 on the money line. He has to stay away from the money line. Always. One, always. Oh, not always. <laughs> uh, one, I always do. 155-plus for the Lions. Hmm. God, okay. Interesting. Okay. <sighs> yeah,
1: no. I, I, I'll admit I am a Joe Burrow fan. I love the guy. Same. He's he's great. Um, he, he's really easy to like. He got that hit last week. So remember, they lost to Green Bay last week because there were five missed field goals from the middle of the fourth quarter through the end of overtime. And the Cincinnati kicker thought he made his last one. And honestly, I did too when he kicked it. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's not a bad kicker. Um uh, obviously last week aside, he does have a big leg. Uh so I I, so I, I hope it doesn't Barclay. come to
0: that. So the Saquon Barkley, too bad his ankles aren't thick. Oh my god, the Giants
1: by the way, Kenny Galladay hurt again, yeah. hyper extended knee knew, again.
0: Knew it was gonna happen. Knew it was gonna happen.
1: Yeah, yeah not 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 the, the, like if you if you feel bad about how the to to provide fair and balanced perspective here. The Giants' injuries are worse than what the Lions are. I at felt this point.
0: terrible for Daniel Jones when he got up. Look, oh my again, God. you guys know I watch MMA on the weekends. I watch the fights every week. They don't let a guy stand up after being knocked out. He's on a stool. They get him in much better shape. Danny Dimes trying to walk off the field just. You
1: s- you saw you saw. Um- Whoa. The, the, the former Lions safety now playing for the Dallas, like run up to try and catch him because yeah. he, he looked like he was going to fall over. He looked like a guy who had either been shot in the back or was just completely drunk and couldn't find his way to the restroom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was that was horrifying to see just how it was rough. Man. Bad a shape he was in. <laughs> you go back to to Tyrell Williams, as we talked about earlier, it's, it's that kind of thing. It's like, oh, God, I hope he's OK. Um, we did miss one. Injury and I want to get to it really quick after I tell people again about st. Jude go to st. Slash dlp donate get your tax deductible donation in also when you're doing your shopping you got Christmas or You got your Halloween costumes. You have your candy. Don't forget about all the candy your decorations getting ready Go to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com, amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Go there, get all your stuff. It takes money about out of Spaceman Bezos' hands, and it puts it in ours. It doesn't cost you anything else. They just give us a kickback because they say, you know, Jeff and Chris are the coolest guys we know. It's the best podcast out there. We love the Detroit Lions here at Amazon. Yeah, so much we wanted to buy them. So we're going to give them, guys, a cut of the profits and not keep as much for our greedy selves. Great way to support the podcast by doing something you're going to do anyway. com. All right, there's one guy we missed on the injury report, Riz, and we kind of blew through the injury report. Frankus um, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Uh, out for the year. Um, turf toe surgery. It was... It was something it was like ideal. turf toe, though. He, they, they said it was. They didn't say it was turf toe. If you look at the wording, it was something yeah. like turf toe. It must there has got to be like a tendon or something else going on there. That
1: basically, um, so they they shut him down for the year, um, and Dan Campbell made that clear that it was not an easy decision, and that it was the organization convincing Frank to get the surgery so he doesn't have lasting impact into next year because it was a thing where if he tried to come back and didn't have the surgery, it could get aggravated, it could get exacerbated, and would be something that he would have to deal with for the rest of his career. Uh, and I know people, dog, dog, it's a toe, come on, like like Taylor Decker. It's a finger, come on. Um, by the way, Taylor Decker, back at practice on Wednesday, he was designated to return They have until... They have 21 days from today to either bring him back to the active roster or he's gone for the season. They also did it with Kevin Strong today. There's your injury update. Um, Don't expect either of them this week. Expect Taylor Decker in week seven, though, uh, from everything that I've heard. Uh, And Kevin Strong could actually be back this week if they need him. Um, They might not need him, uh, given all their defensive line depth. Uh, Right now, he will be back next year. It was tough on him. He posted a nice little thank you on his Instagram page. Go check that out. Uh, you know, thanking the fans and, and describing how hard it was for him to, to go through this. Uh, Evan Brown has not been bad at center. He's not Frank Ragnall, but he's uh, look. One, and, yeah. and somebody brought this up on Twitter, and I wish that I remembered who it was. It was like we got it, we found ourselves a, a backup interior lineman here, and I'm like, yeah, we probably did. Um, and, and good for him. Uh, so,
0: Riz, you know, I gotta say. So- let me just hit the Riz's war- wrong horn here. Oh. <laughs> you talked about how terrible we were at depth on the offensive line ahead of the season. And, again, these guys have stepped up far beyond expectations. Well, A- Evan Brown
1: has head. played. So I, I did see him playing. I covered him in Cleveland, Tom. Uh, actually interviewed him in Cleveland. He wasn't good there. He's better here. So good for him. <laughs> um, that happens. That's, you know. Maybe he just wasn't a good fit for for Baker Mayfield. Um, uh, I will say this: the veteran line that they had in Cleveland was probably not the best situation for a for the guy like him to break into. I think he's he's more comfortable being around more younger guys. Yeah, um, and that that's not that's not to say that the Browns' offensive line deserves criticism or that they're bad dudes or anything they're just in a different place and i don't think that they were in the right place where evan brown needed to thrive and he's he's doing well look again is he frank rag now no no he's not <laughs> but he's he's not we've had worse centers in detroit recently than him um so i'm i'm, I'm okay with that I'm, I'm, uh, every rose has its thorn
0: and every dusk has its dawn
1: Every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. Except the cowboys this year, they're good somehow, <laughs> and that pisses me off. I don't hate Dallas, but it bothers, uh, My life is better when the Dallas Cowboys aren't good at football. That's just—I I don't know why. I, I don't—I I truly don't hate Dallas. And I, like I've been to their stadium, I love it. I have a lot of friends that are Cowboys fans. It's just—it seems like they're so the, their
0: buttons are so easy to push, Chris. Yes. And and there's a there's a certain <laughs> arrogance. It's a little bit of Texas, it's a little bit of yeah. the, the Cowboys thing. That look, Hockey Town, I, I it's hard to hold on to right now with how long the wings have been bad. But when it was dubbed hockey town, there's no argument about Hockey Town was Detroit. 110%. Yep. There's no yep. argument about that. America's team, I've got I've I've got a bone to pick with that idea, right? <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys are not America's team. Even back like with Michael Irvin, I don't know. We're are we all on crack? I don't know. Right? <laughs> it's it's not. It. So so let's go back to when we were
1: kids. It was it was the Steelers or the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. And um, living in the Midwest, we probably gravitated toward more towards the Steelers as yeah, as youth know, before we yeah. before we had a real you know rooting interest in Detroit or or wherever. Right. Um, and I will say, just based on my experience, there are probably more Steelers fans around the country than there are Cowboys fans.
0: I'd say there's more Packers fans actually, and and it's, that's it's, not a
1: bad call either.
0: Yeah, no. When I was in uh, in uh, California, which had no team at the time for for a decade yeah. uh, that I was there, it had no team. It was the Cowboys definitely had representatives, but they were oh absolutely were their own brand. Yeah. But it was absolutely Raiders, no matter where they lived at the time it was yeah. packers and it was bears and seahawks seahawks at the time but the seahawks were kind of a a, a pop in the you know in the they were really successful at the time yeah. so you saw that but those were the biggest the biggest teams that i saw out there representatively and um it just—I don't see the Cowboys as America's team. I just don't see that, and it bothers me. But
1: again, I'll go you, back to the like, hockey town uh, thing. I'm living living in West Michigan, where I do, um, I see a lot of opposing jerseys. I rarely ever see Cowboys stuff. I do mm-hmm. see Steeler stuff quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I see some Bengal stuff, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, we're not that far from from Indianapolis. I actually live. I can be at the stadium in Indianapolis about the same time as I can be at the stadium in Detroit, um, given traffic because it's it's real
0: easy. Um, Here, it's all you're plastered with buck stuff, and then yeah. there's a lot of New York stuff, a lot of giant stuff, but particularly very well. well yeah, you have a lot but, of of but the New thing York about expats down there. The, the thing about those people is they tell you from New York before you can even read the shirt. So, there you yep, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. From Marvin i Marvin one of them. <laughs> All right. With that, thank you, Riz, for that look at the Bengals. I appreciate it. Don't forget. You yeah, do the, YouTube the, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm very pessimistic about this game. You can read my full forecast at Real GM tomorrow. The football meteorology where I did not have a good week last week. The forecast sucked. Ooh. I'll do better this week.
0: Well, you did do your meteorology degree at OU. Ohio University. And oh, you know, yeah. Joining us is going to be Cam and um, Brett Kuz. who's and O, Cam, former cancer patient. OU, Meteorology Major, right now. Have you seen the video? I have not. I'll share it with you. He, 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 he oh, was please on, do. Yeah, that would be share awesome. I've got the link. It's, it's, it's great. It's great to see. Cam is a real inspiring story. Um, just That's watching awesome. him last time, my wife, you know, she was watching the show, helping do things as we were doing the 24-hour broadcast. She saw that, teared up immediately made another i'm like "Hunt, we've, we've we're putting a lot of money in. we've already donated. it she made a donation just because of cam's story how good it was that's so I'll, I'll get you that uh that uh, please do video. that's really awesome. awesome yeah all right remember don't forget about us on patreon patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast patreon.com detroit lions podcast you'll get access to the slack what's that the most intelligent lions chat on the internet bar none you get all the insider information there's all kinds of really cool stuff going on there right now um cool people have a a great way of disagreeing and not being disagreeable it's an awesome place to hang out some of the best people um just raised and thank you very much big bad fab for a little bad fab a very new baby just raised almost a thousand dollars for him from the guys in the slack and gals in the slack to uh just reward them for having a, another baby to help them support the kids so congrats fab great great community as little as a dollar a month on patreon gets you access to that patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast make sure to follow us on twitter at det lions podcast det lions podcast and at jeff risden just as you see spelled there jeff risden on twitter two of the best follows you'll ever set up on your twitter and i guarantee it because we're always pants free give us a call on skype Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or in the Lions line at 929-33-Lions. It's 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can do what Riz. We can come into your ears automatically. Goobity goo. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. Because we're Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection Meow.